0: This is Oasis City Radio Music. A, this is Oasis City Radio Music. The sun goes up, sun comes down, the world keeps spinning around. This is Oasis City Radio Music. 24 hours a day at oasiscityradio.com. Tune in. iHeartRadio and the Oasis City Radio app. It up. This is Oasis City Radio music. Oasis City Radio. I'm glad that we can come into your home today. And I just want to start off with, with this question. Maybe you, like me, have had a thought similar to this. I wish I could have a reset of 2020. Have you ever thought that? Man, right now, being in April and looking back, man... I wish there could be a reset of 2020. I kind of miss the days of just January uh, where life seemed to be normal, where there wasn't a world crisis, a pandemic, where there wasn't economic problems or uncertainty, where I wasn't concerned about the future. Maybe some of you are worried if you're going to be employed uh, next week or, or stay employed next month, or what does your industry look like moving forward? I know that COVID-19 has pretty much changed our daily lives right now. The way we live our life each day has changed. As a matter of fact, it's changing our immediate future. We're not really sure uh, what the immediate future looks like and when when this virus is gone and, and then it may very well change our distant future. It may make a permanent or semi-permanent impact on our future, and we're kind of looking like, well, what's the new normal? Uh, You may be thinking that. What's the new normal? And you might even be worried about tomorrow, but God says, don't worry about tomorrow. As a matter of fact, today has enough trouble of its own because he's still Lord. He's Lord yesterday, today, and forever, and he's, he's still in charge even later. He's still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But yes, very well that this, this situation may turn uh, into something that, that affects our daily life in the future, just similar to like 9-11. If you recall, uh, 9-11 made a world impact, particularly in the United States, but it, it changed the way we travel, it changed airfare, it changed uh, the idea of terrorism and, and how we think about it. It changed the day that it showed up on our land. And and, and things are different, and, and it's hard to believe that just in the last 20 years, uh, there's been two Two major world events that actually impact and change the way we live our lives. And like I said, we don't really know uh, the end result of where we are right now. We just know that we're in the middle of it. We're involved in it. And so it's easy to say, I wish we could hit a reset button. I wish we could just go back. I remember traveling uh, and, and even sometimes even today when I'm on an airplane or going through TSA and, and all that and I'm thankful for security and such, but I, I remember sometimes thinking, man, I, I remember where there used to be empty seats on an airplane before uh, 9-11. I remember thinking sometimes, I'd like to reset the travel industry, but, but you know what, that's, that's not possible in the natural. Sometimes we feel that way in our own life. Could I just reset my life? I, I really screwed up. I, I made a mistake, or I made multiple mistakes, or I started down a wrong path, and I find myself in, in, in a place, and I just wish there could be a reset in life. You're not alone in that. As a matter of fact, that's kind of a normal feeling. It's It's normal, it's common for us as humans to think, man, I wish there was a way to reset. I wish there was a way maybe to to go back to the way things used to be. But I tell you what, I've got good news for you. It's the same good news talked about in the scripture because Jesus is the good news. And the good news is that God has already set the reset button in our life. He's already pushed it when Jesus came and when Jesus died, and when Jesus was buried, and when Jesus was resurrected. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have the ultimate reset. Now, I know you might be saying, okay, Pastor Bill, like, uh, Easter's really different this year. We're celebrating the resurrection, but, but Easter is different. And you're right, this is the most different Easter that I've ever been a part of. Easter Online. The whole world is being a, a part of Easter Online. And that is something different. Because as a church, you know that we're used to coming to church, particularly on Christmas and Easter. We, we, we typically ante up the game and, and have a lot of celebration and many even weeks living up to it. And we have specials and, and such. And it's a time that we invite people to our churches. And usually our churches are packed during these times. Easter is usually a time where we have multiple services again and again and again trying to, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And you might be saying, well, well, it's disappointing that, that Easter is online this year. But I'm telling you, you know what? Easter right now is no less significant this year than it's ever been. As a matter of fact, it's in some ways eerily similar to the first Easter, the first resurrection, because the first Easter Sunday, it wasn't crowded either. The first resurrection day wasn't a big day of celebration. It wasn't a day where where everybody was ready for the preacher. Everybody was ready for the songs. Everybody was ready for the dancers. Everybody was ready for, for the lights and the cameras and the action. No, the very first Easter, There were people quarantined. There were disciples who were locked in a home, actually, because they were scared and they were unsure. Unsure, maybe the testing of their faith, what did this really mean? Because Jesus had died and and, and was buried and is he really gonna come back? And There were people afraid, maybe I would be arrested for even associating with him. But see, that first Easter was was very interesting because Jesus had did what he said he was going to do. He he gave up his life. He died, and he was taken down from the cross, a dead man, and was buried in a tomb. And there was was these words he said over and over again throughout uh, his ministry where he would talk about uh, that He would. this would happen, and he would raise again on the third day. He said it time and time again, and he quoted scripture, a prophecy from years before that said this was very much the things in the order of, this is why things had to happen, because he was going to to rise again. But then there was this this part on Saturday. They call it Holy Saturday. It's really a, a waiting Saturday. It's the it's the between the promise and the fulfillment. Sometimes our Saturday seems like it's weeks long or months long. From the promise that God gave us to the fulfillment, sometimes Saturday is years long. But I'm telling you, what you do on your Saturday makes way for your Sunday. What you do in holding on to the promise prepares you for the fulfillment of it. So that first... Easter Sunday at the tomb. The scripture tells us of three ladies particularly. There was more of them, but but three women. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary Magdalene, they're two common uh, people in the New Testament, but also a woman named Joanna was at the tomb. And, And the scripture says that there were actually other ladies from Galilee who had followed Jesus' ministry. They actually followed him to the cross. They were there while he was crucified, and they, they prepared spices and such. And, and they came to the tomb to, to, to prepare his body. But I'm sure they came because I believe some remembered the words that he said. But we know there was at least these three ladies who show up. And they show up at the tomb. And the stone of the tomb is rolled away. And and there's different experiences, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, they all tell a story from a different perspective, and I encourage you to get, just go ahead this week and just read it, they're they're fascinating, but but basically they show up, and an angel comes and, 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 and says, don't be afraid, and why are you looking for the living among the dead? Basically, Jesus is alive, why are you looking for him in a tomb? There were Roman soldiers there to guard it, and they were they were even paralyzed basically uh, at the at the sight of the angels. But the angels gave a message and they said, Listen, check out the tomb to prove that he's not there. But I have an assignment for you. Go and tell the brothers who are hiding about Jesus that he's gonna meet them in Galilee. The resurrected Jesus is gonna meet them. I mean, what an assignment! And these women had to be women of faith because they were like, wow, I can, I can, I mean, you're entrusting me with this, with this good news that Jesus is, is really alive. And so they do it, they, he gives them this assignment and they go and then Jesus meets them along the way. I mean, it's amazing, it's like Jesus understands that sometimes we need to be encouraged on, along the path, along the obedient way. And he shows up and he says, don't be afraid, it's really me, but I need you to go tell the guys, the 11 disciples, go tell them that they shouldn't be afraid, that I'm coming to meet them. Now this is an interesting part because there's this story that Jesus does show up and he goes into the house where, where the guys were and he and they're shocked. I mean, they're like, am I, am I, is this for real? Am I seeing a ghost here? You know, because the Bible says that some kind of forgot that he was, he was going to, to, to be raised from the dead. It's like they weren't even thinking about it they were so stuck on their fear that they forgot what he was what he that he was going to do what he said he would do then maybe there were some